For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Matchups the 49ers need to exploit on offense versus the Cleveland Browns. And of course, the Cleveland Browns come into this matchup with one of the best defenses in the entire league. Uh, They've got some really talented players all over the defense. They got a good defensive coordinator and they got the ability to make things happen on that side of the football. Uh, there's some interesting things. Of course, if you watch the tail of the tape video uh, that I put out yesterday, I went through all the numbers, you know, matched up defense versus defense, offense versus offense, offense versus defense. It's got into all the numbers about how these football teams are winning. And I thought it was a really interesting matchup where you've got a 49ers offense and defense that are both playing at supremely high levels. And then with Cleveland, you've got a defense that's spectacular, but an offense that's seriously lacking. In this one, we're going to be talking about matchups the 49ers can try to exploit versus the Cleveland Browns. Not easy sledding by any means. They come out as one of the best defenses in the entire league. They give up 71 yards per game on the ground. Of course, the 49ers go for 156 on the ground, so something's got to give there. Uh, Then they're one of the best in overall yardage. They give up under 200 yards per game. In today's NFL, that's really ridiculous, and a lot of that has to do with Jim Schwartz the new defensive coordinator and his aggressiveness and attacking offenses. He puts you on your heels and he makes you reactionary instead of you being able to dictate terms. He moves guys all around. He has a lot of playmakers and he has miles Garrett uh, that can bring pressure off the outside. And so anytime that you have guys who can create pressure and they have guys on the inside as well, that can do it. uh, You're going to be able to limit the effectiveness of most offenses you're going against. Now, Kyle Shanahan has met up with Schwartz before, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, but this is going to be a fun one to go into because 49ers always look for matchups they can take advantage of week to week. And then formationally, using shifts and motions, Kyle Shanahan moves his guys into the best situations to get the matchups that you like against somebody on their football team. And every single game you go into, there's a matchup you can find that works in your favor. No team can completely lock you down. No team can match up everybody one-on-one or in situations, you know, certain guys on you in certain areas and defeat you. You always have something that you can take advantage of. The question is, can you get that matchup when you want it? Can you get that coverage you need when you want it? 
And that's one of the things Kyle Shanahan is really good about getting is he finds those matchups that works for him. Well, which matchups work for you as far as betting? Because with Bet Online, football is back. And Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So the 49ers have to find matchups that work for them, and they've got a very talented team on the other side. I thought this was very interesting. This came from Jack Hammer. He posted it on uh, X, and he said, Kyle Shanahan has faced Jim Swartz nine times. Shanahan is one of eight, so he's only won one matchup of the nine. In those matchups, and his offense has scored over 20 points just once. As Falcons offensive coordinator in 2016, Shanahan's offense averaged 33.9 points through the first nine games. In game 10, they faced the Eagles with Schwartz as DC. Philadelphia held Atlanta to 15 points. It was the only time that season the Falcons didn't score at least 23. So it's interesting, right? We talk about matchups. We talk about, hey, if you can find matchups that work in your favor, you go ahead and take advantage of them. And sometimes you just have tough matchups against certain schemes. So it would appear that Jim Schwartz defense has been difficult for Kyle Shanahan to go ahead and break through uh, against before. But this is a different type of Kyle Shanahan offense than he had in Atlanta, right? The tools are different. The players that he's going to be able to use at his disposal are different. You had Julio Jones there, which he's a dynamic player down the field, but it once again is down the field. He had Roddy White. He had a run game that was pretty good, but he didn't have the weapons like Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, right? That They didn't have that big-time tight end. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey, even though they had weapons. So it's a little bit of a different makeup. Not to mention Kyle Shanahan's offense and the evolution of Kyle Shanahan's offense is huge since 2016. Uh, you would not even recognize this offense compared to what it was back then. It's way entirely different, and they have way more ways to defeat you. Just the addition of exit motion this year just to add some space on the outside. If you want to know all those things, go over to Patreon. I do a film breakdown every single play of every single game, and I go through what each of the motions mean, uh, how it creates separation, why the plays work, what they're going to run against a certain defense. It's a great time, so head on over there. People have been joining Patreon and getting involved in the film breakdowns. Other content over there as well. Standalone shows like Ant Hill Show and the Ant and Classic Show are available as well, so just extra content. If you're watching this on YouTube, please give a like and subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Subscriptions are flying up, and you guys are the reason why. If you're listening on an audio platform, four years cut back on Believe. Thank you so much. Please leave me a five-star rating. I'd appreciate it. So let's get into the first matchup that I want to talk about. We talked about Schwartz. But what do you got to do to defeat that defense? Well, what you need to do is find matchups in your favor. And the first thing I noticed that they ask a lot of their safeties. They ask a lot of those guys in coverage 
And Kyle Shanahan's good about finding matchups that work in your favor. We're talking about an offensive coordinator and Kyle Shanahan that just got matchup of Debo Samuel on Van Der Esch from the Cowboys. That is a matchup that no defensive coordinator, especially Dan Quinn, didn't want to allow to happen. But the ex exotic looks that you're going to get from Schwartz defense means you're probably going to get some of these matchups you don't like, where they're going to value trying to get pressure on Brock Purdy above the matchup at which they're going to get. Question is, can Brock Purdy decipher what he sees and get the ball to his playmaker in time? So far during this season, he's proved it. Wink Martingale blitzed him 85% of the time in that matchup on Thursday Night Football against the Giants. You know what he did? Consistently win. He is a real deal quarterback. Because of that, you can find these matchups that you really want to take advantage of and exploit. And one that I like is Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk against Greg Newsom and the safeties Delpit and Thornhill. And the reason is you're going to get those matchups that you want uh, depending on formation. And Kyle Shanahan employs 21 personnel more than anyone in the league, which means a lot of times you're getting the two running backs, one tight end, and then these two wide receivers out there together. But because of where you put McCaffrey, where you put Juszczyk, uh, where you put Kittle, you can get alignments that fit what you want. You can get Debo in the slot against, let's say, Rodney McLeod or Grant Delpit. And those are great situations for the 49ers. Not to mention, I just think Brandon Ayuk can beat Greg Newsom one-on-one. So far, I haven't seen a cornerback that can get in his backpedal and stay with Brandon Ayuk this season. Ayuk consistently wins. He's best at creating separation in the entire league. Well over two yards of separation per route that he runs. He is spectacular. And now he's been able to make the big-time catches. He goes back shoulder. He can get vertical. He can do it all. He has an extensive route, route tree, and he has a real chemistry with Brock Purdy. So these two guys are operating at a high level, which means I think the Greg Newsom-Brandon Ayuk matchup is advantage Brandon Ayuk. Now, I mean, they could go with Denzel Ward and have him travel with Brandon Ayuk. Well, then what that means is you're going to have Newsom covering Debo Samuel. And in some cases, covering Christian McCaffrey with Debo inside on either nickel corner. But if your nickel corner's in the game and the foreigners are in 21 personnel, you're going to be in some trouble. Uh, you're in 21 personnel and, you know, you've got your nickel corner and the foreigners are going to run the football on you. So that means it's going to be a safety's job. It's going to be a linebacker's job. And in those cases, Debo has the advantage. That's what I'm talking about with formationally, personnel, and just the players that you have getting the matchups you want. So then what do you do? You go ahead and leave Greg Newsom inside. You know, does he come inside and play Debo Samuel in the slot? And then you put a linebacker out wide on Christian McCaffrey. Who's going to cover him out there? Owosu Karamoa? that who you want out there covering Christian McCaffrey in space? You know, do you go another safety? In that case, then you can get the ball ran on you. Because you don't have to just run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. You can run the ball with Debo Samuel. There's just too many options for the 49ers. Their formations, their personnel groupings are so multiple that they put stress on a defense. So being able to take advantage of these players in particular is going to be important. Now, you're still going to have to throw a Denzel Ward. You're still going to have to prove that you're willing to take those shots with Ayuk within the system. But Brock Purdy operates within this system consistently. He forces the ball to no one. He looks, he finds the proper read, and he gets rid of the ball. He doesn't wait. He just finds it. There's a, a play in this game, and watching the All-22 film, it was so fun. Debo Samuel's running a slant, 
and they ran an out pattern with Christian McCaffrey. They had three receivers on one side. McCaffrey absolutely rubs the guy that D is supposed to be covering Debo. Debo's open. third and two. Could be a first down. Dewan Jennings is running a corner route. That cornerback sat down in the flats. It was a cover two. He sat down in the flats on top of Debo Samuel and didn't sag and left the opening for that corner route. With the safety having his feet in concrete, Brock Purdy ripped the pass to Juwan Jennings for a big play. This is third and two. Most quarterbacks would have just taken what Debo Samuel had, let him get some yards after the catch. Hey, move the sticks. Not Brock Purdy. This is the play he needed to make. He read the corner. He read the safety. He made the throw. It is tremendous play from Brock Purdy. And that's what allows these players to take advantage of those matchups. We've already seen Brandon Ayuk be able to take advantage of safeties in the middle of the field and break them down for huge plays down the field. Arizona Cardinals suffered in that in a big way. So these are some of this is one of those matchups I think the 49ers can take advantage of using Debo, using Brandon Ayuk, because they are just matchup problems. It's not that I don't like Greg Newsom. I've liked him since he came out of Northwestern. I like his length. I like his press man ability. I think he could be a really good cover three guy. Uh, but I think in this situation, he's a bad matchup. At number one, Ayuk can turn him inside out. Number two, Debo's physical. And I think that could be a problem for him, uh, for sure. But I am curious what they do with Delpit and Thornhill, how much they put them in the box. They're going to go single high safety look, allow Brock Purdy to throw the ball. They did that a lot against the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see. Of course, that's Lamar, so it's a little bit different with Lamar's ability to run the football. Uh, but, yeah, that's a matchup that I like. Next up, George Kittle versus Rodney McLeod. A lot of times they'll bring Rodney McLeod in and they'll play him against the opposing tight end, especially in passing situations. But we've seen this before, right? It's, it's the same story that we've seen so many times. You take a safety, you put him on George Kittle, and you expect him to be able to limit him, slow him down, or even stop him. Not going to be the case. He had three catches last week for three touchdowns. He got open. And part of it was, you know, great play call, right? You had the the uh, flea flicker. That was tremendous. But the other place is George Kittle and Brock Purdy. The one in the back of the end zone for the first touchdown, Brock Purdy, uh, yes, he escapes the pocket and extends a play. But George Kittle's able to escape, find tremendous amount of state, uh, space in the back of the end zone, and then catch the ball. And then the third one, he gives a nice head fake to get Adrian Wilson to believe he's going, I'm sorry, Donovan Wilson to believe he's going to break out. And then he breaks into the middle behind everyone for the touchdown. Mixture of great route running, mixture of knowing, having good feel for when things break down, and then ultimately having the athleticism to be able to create. You get so concerned with George Kittle as the blocker. George Kittle as the guy that makes the dirty plays, right? The guy that has to do all the dirty work. Um, he, he's just great. And then all of a sudden, he can catch the ball too. So just as soon as you fall asleep and you think he's about to help stay in on a blocking situation or he's about to go out and run block against a linebacker or safety, all of a sudden he squeezes out, he's a wide open, he makes a move, and he's off to the races. And he's one of the best tight ends in the entire league as far as yards after the catch. George Kittle, this is normally the time he starts coming on. We've gotten to the early part of the season. He's gotten further removed from that adductor injury, and now we're going to find matchups he like that we like for him. I like him against all three of these safeties. Delpit, Thornhill, McLeod, advantage George Kittle. 
Oh, you want to put Owusu Karamo on him? Advantage, George Kittle. You want to bring in an extra corner and play him in the slot? Advantage, George Kittle. Size, uh, size and ability to use his body to block out are advantages. Plus, the smaller you get in covering him, the more likely the 49ers are to take advantage of that in the run game. Because that's what Dallas tried to do. Dallas thought, you know what we're going to do? 49ers run so much 21 personnel. Let's see if we can stop them with three safeties on the field. And they tried it. And they weren't able to. 49ers then took advantage of those blocking abilities of Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle against smaller uh, defensive players. It's a lot difficult going against full-size linebackers, against you know uh, big defensive linemen. It's a lot easier going against secondary players that you can move, whether that was their nickel cord and Jordan Lewis or uh, Wilson in the box or J. Ron Curse. They took advantage of those matchups. So that's something else the four yards are going to look to do in this game. But I think George Kittle finding matchups that he likes in the passing game is going to be interesting. I think we can see some choice routes uh, this week from George Kittle, and I think he can win on those. Schwartz is going to try to get after Brock Purdy. He's going to try to mix him up, confuse him, show different coverages, show different blitzes. And I think that's going to give George Kittle the advantage of being one-on-one in some situations that he can win. And let's see what happens with it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I want to talk about 49ers 21 personnel. I kind of leaned into it a little bit there, uh, but that means you're having two running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, normally the two, and then one tight end. And what the 49ers do better than anyone else is use that to get the matchups they want. And it doesn't mean because you have two running backs, you're going to see two running backs in the backfield. And if you do see two running backs in the backfield, it doesn't mean one of them is going to be the fullback that's on the field. They will go with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in the backfield together. At least that's how they start. And then they motion someone out. They move someone. They'll even run out of it occasionally. But they create matchups that you don't really like. They split your defense down the middle. Oh, if I have McCaffrey motion that way and then post-snap I send Debo Samuel the other way, then what happens is where do your defense go? Your linebackers running you know, out each way to get them. Does that open up the middle of the field for George Kittle or Debo or or Brandon Ayuk, or whoever, it, it makes for interesting matchups, right? Because then Debo could motion out or run a route like a Texas route and end up back over the middle where there's been a vacated zone. So they use 21 personnel in a variety of ways, and one of those is just to kind of get you spread out. So what they'll do is they'll leave McCaffrey in the backfield alone, but they get you in your base defense. For the Browns, that's base 4-3. Then what they do is they split Kyle Juszczyk up. He's either off ball as a wing player He's out wide as a receiver. He's in the slot. And then what they do is they find the matchup that you're going to get with him. Then they bring him in motion. They move him. They get you to move to reveal coverage. They'll move him to the other side, get you to change your strength call. You shift some linebackers. Then they motion George Kittle the other way and run back. They use him as a piece to manipulate the defense to make adjustments. Once they've gotten you to make adjustments, then they take advantage of the adjustment you made. It's the Rubik's Cube type thing. It's chess. 
moving pieces so that you can ultimately strike. And they use Kyle Juszczyk in a major way. I would say on the field, a lot of times he reminds me of a chess piece like a knight where you move them all around. You do different things with them. And ultimately, he opens the door for other things for the rest of your pieces. So to me, Kyle Juszczyk significant. And why is it significant for 21 personnel? Because it makes for tough matchups in your base 4-3. That means now you can find matchups for Christian McCaffrey on linebackers. Debo Samuel on linebackers or safeties in the passing game. Those are advantages. So that's what Kyle does a lot. He believes he can run with his base offense against your base defense. So far, he's been able to prove that. Now he's proving that he can take advantage of it in the passing game. So teams are starting to try to figure out how to counteract that. For the Dallas, it was three safeties. Will it be three safeties for the Cleveland Browns? Will they bring in Rodney McLeod? Will he be that guy that comes in so that way they can still cover the 49 yard skilled players while trying to limit the run? Could be something they try early, but how long are you going to be able to stay with that? The 49ers started running the football the way that they were able to run the football against Dallas, the way they were able to run the football against Arizona or New York. You're going to have to abandon that really quick. Then you find the passing game matchups that you like. But what's the likelihood? The likelihood is that Cleveland goes with an extra guy in the box. That allows them to bring somebody in. If you bring an extra guy into the box and you split Kyle, you check all the way out wide. If you're in zone coverage, that means a corner is covering Kyle Juszczyk, which means who's covering Brandon Ayuk or Debo inside of that? That's where it gets interesting. That's where you find the matchups you like that I was talking about with my first matchup list is that's what opens it up is these personnel groupings that Kyle can run because he has a player like Kyle Juszczyk that is not just a window dressing player. He can also make plays. Last week, first down catch. Last week, touchdown catch. He is effective in those areas. And just when you sleep on him, he can run the ball. But also, him and George Kittle are the best fullback tight end tandem in blocking together, in motioning, and shifting in the entire NFL. So they can get Cleveland in some interesting personnel decisions and matchups that benefit the 49ers offense. Brock versus single high safety looks. So we talked about this last week going into Dallas. And Dallas was willing to put that eighth guy in the box and dare Brock Purdy to throw. Well, challenge accepted, challenge met, challenge successful. Brock Purdy took advantage of it. And here's the, the problem that teams are going to be facing this year. It used to be that you could go ahead and you could take a safety, you could roll single high, and then you could take your other safety and put him in that box in a lurk or robber position over the middle of the field and limit the 49ers' effectiveness when they wanted to run their intermediate crossing patterns. Well, that's what the Cowboys tried to do in this. They put Wilson there. Boom. There to help the run, but also he can get to this spot and he can help take things away. What did Brock Purdy do? Okay. I know where your safeties are. I'll win outside. I'll throw corner routes. I'll throw out patterns to Brandon Ayuk. I'll still hit that intermediate play down the field. Maybe this time it's a little bit deeper down the field. Oh, you're going to try to run your middle linebacker on a Tampa 2 down the field deep. I'm going to move him with my eyes and then hit a strike downfield. But Brock Purdy has figured out exactly how to take advantage of it. But why is it so significant single high compared to the two deep safety look? Well, two deep safety looks are harder to throw against. But when you see a two deep safety look, it means you have an advantage in the run game. They have one less guy around the box, and you need to have eight men in the box to stop the 49ers run game. 
And even then, the 49ers can still run it with some success. They did last week against Dallas. So too high safety look, Brock Purdy needs to run the football. And I know I said it last week, it's a lot like being a robot. And it is. You need to take what the defense gives you. You can't overthink it. Oh, two deep safety look, boom, I'm running. Oh, one safety look, I'm going to throw. And what was funny was the Cowboys tried to uh, confuse him, pre-snap and post-snap, with Kyle Shanahan's shifts, motions, Brock Purdy's intelligence. They were able to navigate through it really easily. They were able to figure it out because once you start moving guys around, it'll move people out of their zone. And if they're running zone coverage, they have to stay. They're running man coverage, they have to go to the other side of the formation. So Kyle Shannon helps reveal things for Brock Purdy. And then Brock Purdy knows how to execute. 49ers getting out of their huddle early is, is significant because then they get to the line of scrimmage and make sure they know where the defense is going to be. So that's what it's going to be this week too. Can Jim Schwartz and that defense with all the multiple looks that they can give you, all the speed that they have on defense, can they confuse Brock Purdy from pre-snap to post-snap? Can they get a lot of pressure on him? And can they stop the run with less than eight guys in the box? If they can't, and they have to bring an eighth guy into the box, that leaves extra windows in Kyle Shanahan's offense to throw the ball. That starts allowing those plays, those slant plays, the intermediate pass routes over the middle to be open. It creates these voids near the hash marks to be able to throw the football. And that's what we've seen Kyle Shanahan take advantage of. So it all comes down to that. Two deep safety look, run. Single high safety look, pass. And as long as you execute in those areas, you make it difficult for a defense. Then they start taking chances. When they take those chances, you have yak monsters and a yak attack that can get touchdowns on every single play. But what do you do? That's the real question. Well, Kyle Shanahan's going to be uh, making them ask that all game. It's going to be about how Kyle Shanahan handles this aggressive defense of the Cleveland Browns. They're going to come. They're going to blitz. They're going to move around, right? And this is kind of one of those things where I feel like the 49ers have been preparing for this through the weeks. The Giants were so aggressive, blitzing 85% of the time. The Arizona Cardinals didn't blitz at all. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys that tried to come from everywhere. They tried to move Micah Parsons around. They tried to be multiple. They tried to play an extra safety on the field. They tried to play with speed. And what that does is prepare you for Cleveland. They blitz a lot. They move Miles Garrett around a lot. They move Zedarius Smith. They try to use uh, aggressive style to come from all over the place. So Kyle Shanahan knows we just got to be prepared for the unexpected. But I think his... Advantage is the fact that he's winning against Schwartz in several different stops. Now you know what Schwartz does. You know what he can do. The main thing is you have to make sure you control what happens on the field. Do not let Cleveland's defense dictate what you do. Do not be reactionary to what they do, but be aggressive right back. An aggressive style of offense that's not reactionary, but is actually dictating tempo dictating what happens is going to be important. Now, how many opportunities are the 49ers going to get on offense? They might get more than what they would normally get, which could mean a tired Cleveland defense as this game progresses because we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback position. Is Deshaun Watson going to play? Is it going to be P.J. Walker? I think that's less of a story right now and more of a, as long as the 49ers have the football and they stay committed to the run game, they will eventually wear down this Cleveland Browns defense. And it's not like the Browns' defense hasn't given up points. They have. 
They give up 15 points a game, which is crazy good. But I think that the 49ers have advantages they could take advantage of in this game. They have matchups to like. They have reasons to go after the Cleveland Browns off our defense in several different ways. But getting those matchups to happen is one of the most important things they have to do. They have to make sure they can find the matchups that work best for them. And that's not always easy. But it's one of those things the 49ers often are able to do. Kyle Shanahan's been slaying beasts and slaying defensive coordinators that he wasn't supposed to be able to stay with for a long time. But he's still been able to do it. And I think the 49ers know that they got to go out there and be aggressive. They've got to make sure they win this football game. I think they're going to take the challenge on. I don't think they're going to overlook what Cleveland Browns provide because the Cleveland Browns are still a very good football team. They don't allow you to 125 yards passing is what they average per game against the Cleveland Browns. That's spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. I think the four years offense is going to look at this as a test. They're going to look at it as a opportunity to prove how good they really are. I mean, they just proved they could put 42 points on, on Dallas, but now you're going to get a different style of defense. These guys have legit edge rushers on the outside. Miles Garrett, Darius Smith, right? Very talented. But they also have interior defensive linemen that are very talented as well. So they can put real pressure on. I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson is a beast. They got Shelby Harris as well. Uh, they've got ability to come after you from the interior defensive line all the way to the edge. So it's going to put pressure on the four yards offensive line to be able to make sure they limit the effectiveness of that defensive pass rush. To locate the blitz and be able to pick it up. You slide protect when needed. And for Kyle Shanahan, it's going to have to be a mixture of attacking down the field, attacking horizontally, and attacking with screens using the defense's aggressiveness against them. Also, counter plays will be on display this week. Get them using their great speed to try to get downhill to stop your run game and then counter back. Making them stay more balanced, making them stay in their zones and areas that they want to fill their gaps is going to be very important in this football game. I think the 49ers can get it done. I think the 49ers have the offensive weapons to be able to put up points on Cleveland. And I do believe in the end game that Cleveland uh, offense is going to somewhat hurt them. It's going to make it more difficult for the defense uh, to be able to withstand the 49ers offensive onslaught. You can hold on for a little bit, but can you hold on for the whole game? Do I know if the 49ers are going to get 30 yet? I'm not sure. As we get closer to the week, weekend and I'm able to kind of break it down, go over it more, uh, see what's going to happen. Maybe maybe I'll predict the 49ers can get 30 points. We'll see. That's going to happen in my game preview show. That's where I do my game prediction. That comes out on Friday, so join me for that. Just like with all things, guys, Patreon, go check out the content over there. I really appreciate everyone that's been joining Patreon. Right here on YouTube, you guys have been phenomenal. If you're watching, please like and subscribe. Audio platforms, you guys are great. You guys have been listening on Apple and Spotify and uh, iHeartRadio. You guys are great. So thank you guys so much for all of it that you guys have been doing. Of course, more content's going to be coming out this week. I'm going to go over the defensive side of the ball and the matchups the four yards must win against the Cleveland Browns offense. And it's an offense that hasn't been entirely effective. Uh, so I'm going to go over those matchups and the four yards win. They won all five last week against Dallas and they got the blowout. On offense, they won four of the five, and they got the blowout against Dallas. So uh, the matchups I'm throwing out there, they're not just you know matchups that I don't believe in. These are matchups I expect to happen, 
And so you guys can can see that in these games and really be able to you know kind of follow through on the matchups when you're watching the game. It kind of enhances the the experience as a fan. Uh, so that's available, of course, all the film breakdowns, everything like that. Madden Sim also Friday morning. I don't know if you guys are into Madden, uh, but twenty two thousand plus people love the Madden Sim last week. So thank you guys so much for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. I remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.